Welcome to Career Tools. This week, how to be encouraging. The questions this cast answers are, how can I be more encouraging? What behaviours add up to being encouraging? And how can I help my co-workers feel supported? This is one of those things that people write on performance reviews And it goes along with a whole bunch of other things that all start with B, like be a team player, which we've addressed recently, uh, and uh, be nicer, always appears on my performance reviews, but be more encouraging. It's just really unhelpful because it doesn't tell you what to do. And we can't tell other people how to be. It's really hard to describe, like, if you're a person who is encouraging, it's really hard to describe what you're being. But what is easy to describe or which it what is easier to describe is what you need to do to be encouraged to be seen as encouraging so what behaviors do people who are encouraging um what behaviors do those people engage in that add up to being encouraging absolutely and today's outline the behaviors that add up to being encouraging are number one smile Number two, focus on the positives. And number three, talk specifically about what went well. We come across smiling quite a lot in these podcasts, but 50% of us don't naturally smile when we see other people. I don't naturally smile. I have to think about it when I meet someone new to smile. And it's not because I'm not glad to see someone. It's just that smiling just doesn't happen the way it does for some other people like we have to consciously say you know when I'm sticking my hand out to shake someone's hand I'm thinking about okay this is what you do to shake someone's hand and at the same time I'm thinking make eye contact and smile I have to tell myself and even people who do smile naturally don't always do it when they could or as much as they could at the right times to be encouraging for someone else absolutely So when another person is giving a briefing in a meeting or a presentation, the key is that they're looking around the table at the individuals. They're they're trying to gain an interest, see whether or not everyone is with them. So you, as a participant, as uh, somebody who is watching that presentation, you want to smile at them. Because what that smile says to your presenter, um, to the individual giving that briefing is, I'm doing all right. I'm still with you. I follow your concepts. I'm definitely paying attention. Smile when somebody is explaining their ideas just gives that feeling, right? It says to that person, I support you. So you want to smile when people are giving presentations. Smile when people are describing their weekend. It says to them, without saying the words, I'm really glad that you had a great time. You want to smile when people are walking up to you. Smile whenever you see them. It says, I welcome you. And smiling when someone is doing a presentation doesn't mean that you agree with them. It's just saying, okay, I'm still with you. I I follow your argument. You're doing okay. It doesn't say, I agree with you or I don't have any thoughts about this subject. You know, I'm just going to let you railroad me. It's not that. It's just saying... I'm still with you. I'm still listening. Right. I'm paying attention and you are making sense. As somebody who that presents for a living, I can attest to the value of people looking at me and smiling at me. It just helps me 
be aware that the people in the audience are indeed understanding what I'm saying. And sometimes we can get into convoluted telling stories and it makes sense in only our own minds. But when the crowd is smiling and nodding, what that says to you is, okay, they're with me. What I'm saying is making sense. That's the hardest thing about podcasting. We can't actually see if you're smiling and nodding along with us. Exactly. We have to just hope you are. Exactly. So yes, once you've mastered the smiling aspect, you want to add in the nodding. That tells people... When you're speaking, I understand and I'm appreciative of the exchange. Not that you agree, but that you are following the message. Let's say a peer is telling you about a problem and how they propose to solve it. You don't smile through the problem bit, obviously, because, you know, but actually you could smile and nod. Like if you, because you're saying, I understand what you're saying about the problem. You're not actually saying I'm happy about the problem. But if you smile and nod through the proposal of the, of the solution, you're encouraging someone to come up with a solution, right? You're meeting it with a positive affect or a positive set of behaviors. If somebody makes a mistake and they have a solution for fixing it, that's a good thing. And so we want to make it feel like a good thing for them. Because if you don't smile and don't nod and don't say, I'm glad you had a solution, I'm glad you tried, even if it's even if it's the wrong solution, if you don't do that, people will stop coming to you with solutions and you won't find out about the problems. You can't be dismissive of a behavior that you want to encourage. Exactly. It's the same for any behavior we want to encourage. Initially, someone's attempts at a new behavior are going to be awkward or mistaken, even at times. But as peers or managers, we want to encourage anything that moves in the direction of the behavior that we want. So next we have focus on positives. The glass is always half full. Honestly, it is every time, right? 99% of what happens in the workplace today will be positive. The thing is, we won't notice because that's the way it's supposed to be. As human beings, we are trained to look for problems so that we can solve them. We hone in, we focus on those so much so that we don't even see the things that don't need solving. They just happen, right? The package arrives on time, the, the system doesn't go down, the phones work, you know, I don't get a dropped call. All those things that are just working. You know, that's the worst thing I always think for people who are in IT whose responsibility it is for system uptime. And it's their responsibility to make sure the systems are working all the time because all the time they're doing their job well and the systems are up, no one ever notices. The moment it goes down, all hell breaks loose. Oh, yes. You know? And it's really unfair because 99% or 99.99% of the time, they're doing a great job and we never tell them that. Right. It becomes an expectation, right? That is satisfactory. Things aren't broken, so it's satisfactory. Why would I comment on satisfactory behavior, right? And that's the thing about being encouraging, coming across as encouraging. One form of encouraging is speaking up even when things are in order, When a process goes smoothly, you want to say so. If a peer gives a great presentation, even if they give that same presentation every single week in the staff meeting, say it to them occasionally. 
right? When someone sends a really good email, let them know that it was a really great email, that it benefited you for whatever reason. Or they put together a good agenda. Even if it's for a standing meeting, happens every week, let them know. They handle a great phone call, same thing. Just say so. Nothing is perfect. We we know that we don't live in a perfect world and if everything was perfect, my life would be very different and so would yours. But you can be encouraging even when things don't go flawlessly. Let's say your peer gives a briefing in your staff meeting and the present part, presentation part is good, but then she gets some tough questions and struggles with them. You can encourage her by noticing and talking to her about the part that went well. Like you say, hey, I thought your presentation went really well. I thought you did a good job presenting the material. And most people, lots of people in that position will say something like, oh, yeah, but I fell apart at the questions. You can acknowledge that. Yes, the questions were tough. Yes, you struggled with them a little bit. But the presentation bit, you did really well. You had good slides and you were confident. You know, congratulate yourself on that. You'll learn how to handle the questions in time. But let's look at the positives. Absolutely. When you're talking to somebody about an event or a task, you can ask them how to go. And if there are only negatives, that person has a tendency to come up with negatives often, then ask your question differently, right? Uh, So what were you pleased about in that exchange, right? By assuming that something went well, you're also telling your direct or your colleague that you believe in them and their ability to be successful. And all this might seem a bit over the top. There's, There's a bunch of people who are going, I do this anyway. (laughs) And there's another bunch of people going, why would I do this? This is, this is, you know, why would I, my, (laughs) my brother once told me, I don't tell my directs they do well because they'll want pay rises. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, yeah, you're doing that wrong. But there are people around us who feel like, you know, we don't want to give anyone too much encouragement. And we're telling you this because Those people are often told, hey, you need to be more of a team player or you need to be more encouraging. You need to be supportive of the people in your team. And if you've been told that, that these are the things that you should be doing or you could be doing uh, to make your manager or whoever has assessed you believe that you are more encouraging. And, you know, the belief thing, you don't have to mean it. You know, but I bet if you start, you will start believing it. You know, you can stay being cynical old you, but if you have that on your review that you need to be more encouraging, then you need to worry about that and you need to do something about it. You can, like I say, stay cynical inside and just do these behaviors. But I'm betting if you start doing them, you'll start believing in it. Absolutely. And when you start doing them, because I'm just like you, Wendy, Natural smile is not really on my face. Naturally being encouraging, that's not really my natural tendency. An example of that is the weekly newsletter. So as everyone knows, Wendy sends out a weekly newsletter. When I read it, because I am trying to be more encouraging, I'll occasionally reply when I see a great article that I love. That is not my natural tendency, I know it's my natural tendency to want to draw attention to a flaw. So to combat that, I fight my natural urge to let something so normal go to the wayside and instead 
draw attention to the fact that I really liked this specific newsletter this week. And it makes a huge difference. I have to say, when I get something from people that just says that was a good one or I like that one, it's, I don't feel the need to have it every week. I don't need someone to say every week, oh, you did a great, great job this week. But it's nice to have someone say, you know, occasionally, I really like this one for these reasons. And don't worry, if there's a spelling mistake or a link that doesn't work, <laughs> I get plenty of feedback about that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, don't need to, you don't need to add to that pile. <laughs> it's not building relationships when you only point out people's flaws and not their successes. Exactly. Also, the next piece, guys, you want to talk specifically about what went well. So it's one thing to generally be encouraging, right? Smiling, nodding, noticing positive things, and that's great. If you want your encouragement to really be effective, right, then you want to talk specifically about what went well in that situation. So talk about your colleagues' wins. What did they do this week that moved the team along or achieved some goals? Talk to them about their deliverables. What did they have to do this week? Did they deliver on time? Talk to them about their success. Did they have a good call with a customer? Those of you who have staff meetings or those of you who are doing Scrum, you know a lot about what your team is doing and how how well they're doing it. So you have a lot of opportunities to be able to say the kind of things that we're going to encourage you to say. So you could say things, for example, like, Bob, I heard your module pass QA. Well done getting it through your first time and your attention to detail in your code is something that I really admire. Or Jennifer, that email you sent describing the new product was great. You thought of every question I could ask and you answered it right there. You could say, Mike, great job with sales this year. I really thought the $2 million target was ridiculous, but you're already three quarters of the way there. Your dedication to our customers really shines through. So as I said before, you'll notice that Being encouraging by noticing and talking about your colleagues' successes, you have to know something more about their work and their targets. It's not enough to know that the person who sits next to you does something with finance. It's not enough to know, you know, someone in my team does something with customers. You have to know that the finance person is working on transferring to a new system or her target is to have less than $30,000 in accounts receivable. As we said, if, if you have a staff meeting, listen and take notes on what other people are doing so that when you hear something positive or even, you know, the week just goes well and there aren't any negatives, you have something to say to your colleagues. If not, you need to be paying attention to the emails, the conversations, or what other ways that your organization allows you to learn about your other colleagues and their work. So staff meetings, when people are giving updates, things like that, you want to pay attention to specifics that are going on so that you can follow up with them, so that you can be encouraging about specific wins in areas and know a bit more detail about them. As we said, it may seem weird for you to praise and encourage your colleagues in this way. After all, you're not their boss, so you can't judge their work. That's one thing that people say. Well, I can't say to my PR, well done on a piece of work because I'm not able to judge what they were doing. Or even it won't matter when it comes from me because I'm not their boss. 
And that's just not true. You can judge someone else's work. It goes well when nothing gets said about it, you know, or someone else praises them. You know, you can, your boss might say in a staff meeting, hey, George did a really good job with this, and you can pick up on that. If it makes you uncomfortable, don't encourage around things that you don't know about. There's things uh, that the presenters do that I just don't know because it's a long time since I went anywhere where presenters were presenting. But there's still plenty of things to be positive about. You know, I can see their spreadsheet and see how, how well we're doing on logistics. I can see, you know, if somebody sends um, a nice email about one of the presenters, then that usually gets forwarded to the team and I have something to comment on. Even if we're in the staff meeting and they get through their briefing without too many questions, there's something there that I can be positive about. You know, I know whether something is a good briefing or not. I don't need to be their boss to know that. Absolutely. And you can judge whether or not somebody is working hard, right? That's easy to comment on because it's easy to see. If somebody's working hard, say it. That unto itself is encouragement. That was really great work. You worked really hard. Nice work, right? That is encouragement. So you want to be the positive force on your team, right? By noticing and speaking up when things do go well. When people need support, smile and nod at them, right? Reassure them. And that's one of the behaviors where in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, right? Be a positive force and you'll stand out even if you only do a little. Many of us, including me and you, feel like we could do better on being encouraging, but the smallest things make a really big difference because it's so rare. And so you don't have to be great at this. You just have to try a little bit and you will be great at it. Absolutely. This was fun. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Wendy. That's all for this week. I hope it was helpful. We'll talk to you next week.